Hey friends, Darren here with another episode of That Drum Life Podcast. That's right, I'm here with you Tuesday and every Tuesday. Well, except for last Tuesday, I had a thing in Texas. But today and every Tuesday going forward. Thanks, friends, for sharing this time with me. I'd love it every week to bring you That Drum Life Podcast. Um, if you haven't already figured out, drums are kind of my thing. Um, I live and breathe drums and recording and everything like that. Ever since I was a little boy going up through school, all I wanted to do is play drums. And here I am sitting in front of a computer, uh, doing a podcast, but that's beside the point. Anyway, yesterday, November 15th was national drummers day. That's right, friends. Oh, I hope you called every drummer that you know and wish them a happy National Drummer's Day. If you missed it this year, don't worry. Next year, years keep coming. That's kind of how they work. November 15th, 2022, National Drummer's Day. All right? I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about my sound and what that means when a drummer says, hmm, my sound, that's part of my sound or that's not part of my sound. I want to talk to you about the ingredients that go into it and ways you can kind of discover your sound as you go. Now, first of all, just to establish some baseline here, um, most of us have no idea what our sound is. And I have to level with you after so many years of playing and recording, even today, if somebody asked me, hey, Darren, what's your sound? I, man, I would be at a loss. I have absolutely no idea what my sound is. Now, I know from context to context what I would do and what kind of sounds I would expect from my drums and myself as a player. Um, yeah, I guess you could call it that one thing. But if I, were, if I was asked to describe what my sound is, i sorry, I couldn't do it. I have no idea. Well, the snare drum is going to sound like a snare drum. The bass drum is going to sound like a bass drum, that kind of thing and so forth and so on. But as far as the particulars of what makes my sound my sound, sorry, yeah, no idea. And back in the day when I was teaching a lot, I heard this from a lot of students. They were really focused on their sound. Now, while eventually that becomes important, when you're talking about it then, in the present, it's not important. In fact, what you really need is a clean slate so you can rediscover that and reinforce what your sound actually is and what it means to you. So your sound comes from a lot of different things. It comes from the drums you have, the cymbals you have, even the hardware you have. Yes, it makes a difference. It comes from the way you play the drums. It comes from the drumsticks you use. All of these things go into the kind of sounds you're getting out of your kit. Now, is that on purpose or is that just what you have? That's fine. If it's just what you have, go with it. I played on a CB700 kit for years and years and years and years. And that's what I identified with is my sound. And then after that CB700 kit, I got an old Ludwig kit that had a completely different sound and I was lost on it. I sounded like a different drummer. So I had to realize what my sound was with that. So a big part of it is just your gear limitations. And by limitations, I don't mean anything negative. I just simply mean the gear that's available to you at a certain time. 
And as long as we're talking about gear, we really have to talk about microphones too, because microphones are a huge part of your sound and not just the microphone types, but also where they are placed, what they're going into, what kind of preamps you have, what kind of software you have, what kind of monitors you have. And oh man, there's a lot that goes into getting your drum sound from what you have in your head out through whatever speakers you're listening to. And that's a very difficult thing to do. In fact, it goes so far that it's just an art form. That, my friends, is an art form. Capturing the sound you have in your head in um, audio form out of speakers. Yeah, very, very difficult thing to do. Can be done, but very difficult thing to do. Now, all the gear considerations aside, a lot of it has to do with just how you play, how you hold the drumstick, how you play the drum, how you play the cymbals, how you play them all together. There are lots and lots of ingredients that go into it. And how you play isn't necessarily just one thing. I can tell you for years and years and years, I still struggle with this. I play one way in rehearsal, one way when the mics are on, and then another way if I'm playing live on stage. Now, the best thing to do is kind of reel all that in and just be the same drummer no matter what the context is. That's the goal, and I'm forever a student, and I'm still learning more about what that means to me and how I can approach that in a more uniform fashion. Now, over the years, I feel like it's been a drum-shaped cloud over my head uh, about what my sound is. And friends, I have to level with you, being completely honest, I have no idea what my sound is. I can tell you what sounds good to me and what doesn't sound good to me. I can also tell you that that changes from song to song, from tracking room to tracking room, drum set to drum set. I can tell you everything changes like that. But if you were to ask me what my sound is, I'm sorry, friends, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't even know where to start. I would tell you something, you know, sarcastic and silly, like, well, the snare drum has to sound like a snare drum. The bass drum has to sound like a bass drum. And then from there, just use your imagination. I have no idea. Even after all of these years of playing and recording, no idea what my sound is. So there's a couple of things at play here. Number one, usually when I record, I don't have a say in the final sound. My job is to capture the best performance and the best sound quality I can, send that off to the engineers and they work it through the producers and then there's another dozen people behind them that put everything together. Usually I don't even hear the final result. I'll hear it later when somebody shares a link on iTunes or Spotify or something like that. I'll hear that, but hardly ever do I record a drum track and then a week or two later, somebody comes back to me and says, oh, cool, here's the finished song. Listen to the whole thing and see what you think, you know, if you have any notes back. Hardly ever happens, friends. Usually when I do have a final say in the way the drums eventually sound and the way the song eventually sounds is when I'm sitting there and engineering the thing kind of as we go. Now, between the time I put the drum tracks down and they're in the computer, then they kind of take on a whole new life. As the other instruments are tracked in, after that's done, the mixing process, after that's done, the mastering process, there's a whole lot of growth that goes between your recording the drums and the end result. Sometimes I'm in charge of that, sometimes I work with other people on that, and sometimes, more often than not, friends, I have no say whatsoever. I just get the best product that I can out there, and then they take it from there. So when thinking about my sound, I'm not even sure if I have a sound identity. I can tell you that I have a playing identity. You can tell if it's me 
playing sometimes, just like other drummers that you can tell if it's them playing or not. They can change to another drum set and you can still tell it's them through either a combination of the way they play the groove or certain fills that they're known for, certain patterns that they're known to play, that kind of thing. Just the mechanics of the notes you play and the types of fills you play, that carries a lot into what your sound is. And that's something that you practice. That's something that with consistent practice, you can learn more about how you play, how you approach a song, how you play to a metronome, certain fills that really work out well for you, just the mechanics of it all, okay? That comes with practice and muscle memory, and you'll get it, all right? Just keep on with the practice. Now, circling back to just the gear, I would encourage you to change up your drum set. Challenge yourself with the gear that you have. For example, set up your drum set, Okay, ready to practice, ready to play? Great, get rid of the snare drum. What? Yeah, you heard me. Get rid of the snare drum so you just have your cymbals, toms, and bass drum. Now play, practice, play all your favorite grooves, play all your favorite fills. And then learn a few things about yourself. How do you suddenly approach an instrument where your main component is missing? If you're open to it, there's lots you can learn about yourself as a player without your snare drum, playing everything else. Now, bring the snare drum back, get rid of all your toms. So you have bass drum, snare drum, cymbals. Again, repeat the process. Play, get to know the new instrument without the distraction, if you will, of the toms. All right? Be open to it and learn a thing or two about what your sound is then. Be creative with your kit. We have that awesome luxury of being able to put things into the kit and take things away from the kit. Not like a piano player. You're not going to step to a piano and then suddenly all the C sharps are missing, right? Or all the keys are in a different order. Well, for the drum set, we can certainly do that. Move your toms around. Put the toms in the reverse order than what you're used to and see if you're the same drummer then. I remember many years ago uh, in PASIC, there was a, a, a clinic by Peter Erskine. And at the time, he was with Yamaha. And Yamaha was really pushing their Steve Jordan cocktail drum kits. So uh, Peter had uh, his normal drum kit on one side of the stage and then one of the cocktail kits on the other side of the stage. And in the middle of the clinic, he gets up and goes over to the cocktail drum set, sits down, starts playing, you know, it's Peter Erskine, so it sounds like a million bucks, but he's playing and then he just stops playing in the middle of it, uh, leans over to the microphone and he goes, well, okay, do I still sound like me? And of course, the crowd erupted and went crazy and, you know, cheers all around. But really, him saying that stuck with me and it was a really important lesson to be had. Um, you could get a pile of cardboard boxes and you better sound like the same drummer that you sound like sitting behind your dream kit. And that, friends, is really the point where you can start talking about what your sound is. I can't wait to hear about it, friends. I know that some of you are going to try this and it's going to work out beautifully for you. I want to hear all about it. Get in touch with me at Darren at ThatDrumLife.com. That's Darren with one R at ThatDrumLife.com. Thank you so much for joining me, friends. I'll see you next week with artist interviews, drum talk, and more. That Drum Life Podcast. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another.